Hey everybody, welcome to the 423 Soccer Pod. This is the post-match rant, and on the post-match rant, we talk about the match that we normally just watch, Todd, but mm-hmm. I think the West Coast matches are going to be a little difficult for you and I to figure out how how we do what we normally do, uh, at least the away ones, the, the over the ones on the West Coast. I think that's going to be difficult. But anyway, I digress already. This is Jim. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Chattagooner. And this is Todd. You can find me on Twitter at Great Footballer. Yeah, I, yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll have to we'll have to figure this out and see. You know, maybe we'll just we'll just have to figure out if if we can record right after or not. That's uh, this uh, full nationwide NISA is a bit of a challenge that way. They didn't take our they didn't take our recording schedule into account. Absolutely not. When we're not we're not getting a. We're not getting any bonus points for no. you know staying up late and that sort of thing. So, so the post match rant is going to come to you just a, a little bit uh, late, yeah, know, maybe a day or two. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's right, so. Maybe we'll maybe we'll make fewer mistakes. I mean, I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> I doubt it too. But maybe we'll 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 make fewer mistakes. So let's let's go over the match. Yeah, yeah. So CFC's his first game, first professional game uh, versus Oakland Roots. Uh, live, it came live to you uh, in 1080p. Isn't that what they said? They broadcast in 1080p. Yeah, that's what they said. I mean, I was casting it from my phone onto my television, so it didn't look 1080p to me. But that's probably not their fault. Well, I'll tell you, on the this is the best rewatch on my Kuju that I've ever had. So I'm not going to complain. Yeah. So that came to you from Lane Stadium, home of the Fighting Laneys, as, as we've discussed already. Uh, attendance, 5,603. Uh, I thought they said they had sold over 6,000, so I don't know. That must be butts in seats. Uh, but anyway, it, it looked like a great showing on the, on the uh, webcast. So uh, all credit to uh, Oakland fans for showing up. Um, I didn't know what to think about that turf at first. What did I think about it? Well, I didn't know what to think about it at first. It just looked like a, it, it looked a cross between like your local church um, uh, basketball court, you know, with the carpet squares. Uh, I wasn't, and then it came out on the track. So there was a lot going on there that I couldn't quite figure out. Is that the first Oakland match you've watched? Uh, it may be. Yeah. I mean, I've seen highlights from Oakland matches, but I've never like mm. really paid attention. To, you know, or maybe not seen a shot that really showed those squares and never thought anything about it. It actually is carpet squares, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they're rectangles, but yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's their pieces that they lay out and and put together. I don't know, I, you know, I don't know how they. I mean, they they seem to stay together. I didn't see any. I mean, you can see the edges, but I didn't see any any. I didn't see the ball act strange. You know, any strange hops or anything like that. The the players will certainly know better than we would, but it didn't. You know, it looked like it played okay for turf. It wasn't it wasn't one of those hard turfs where the ball bounces really crazy. Hold up! Hold up! Did, did you just make a pun? What? It what? played okay. Ah, uh, yes, I, yeah, no, I didn't. I should have. Oh, well, yeah. I was paying attention. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't mean that, but for the inside baseball folks out there, maybe they, you know, it played okay energy, okay. <laughs> What's the other? What was the Spanish? Right, I thought it was Rio. Yeah, Rio, Rio, oh. yeah. It played, it played Rio, Rio okay, I guess. I don't know. That's awful. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it looked it looked like it played it, it looked like it played okay. So we go out there first match on the West Coast, long flight. I know that we had a couple of two or three Chattahooligans out there. So shout out to TJ and I can't remember now who else was out there. I'm sorry. Uh, we saw pictures, and so I hope y'all had a good trip. Um, we got the starting lineup, and what did you think? Okay, so. 
if anyone tells me that they saw the starting lineup, like, you know, where they all get in the photo and squat down, if you told me that you can identify more than two of those players, like, visually, then you're either Andrew Breezy and Matt, what's Matt's last name? Coniglio. Yes, thank you. You're either Breezy or Coniglio, or you're a liar. Because <laughs> I could pick out exactly two people on that, and they were, and of course, that was Storm and uh, D'Amico. So yeah. I, I, but I looked at least with the, and obviously I knew the names just because, you know, the roster had been released and I paid attention to the signings and stuff. But actually putting a space, you know, with, with all those guys up there and putting it all together, uh, I had a hard time picking out the players on the field and I had to like go through and write down the numbers as they called them out. And so it, it added a little bit of, uh, it increased the level of difficulty in watching the game. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I didn't. I had no expectations for this. I really didn't. And I texted you and I told you I was nervous. And mostly it's because I had no idea what to think about it. And when I saw the and, the, and exactly the same thing when I saw the starting lineup, I said I was just like, well, I guess this is who we're going with. And the notable absences uh, are basically all of our you know foreign players from last year that are waiting on visas. Uh, most notably. Juan Hernandez, Yal Costa, um, uh, Jordan Dunstan. I mean, kind of the, the backbone of the spine of this team uh, was uh, was missing. So, and, and I know we have others, and I didn't mean to leave anybody out, but I'm just saying there was a lot of folks missing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had heard, well, I had heard that all of the teams were, like all of the international players um well, I don't know, a lot of the international players, I guess primarily for the new, maybe it's just the new NISA teams that are having the big problems. I would imagine that, you know, an international player that was playing on a team that was in the fall showcase, they may have been on the same contract, so they may have already had visas, but the new teams, so, you know, the, uh, you know, CFC, Detroit, and Michigan Stars, uh, you know, I, and you notice if you watch, and you may have not watched any of the other games, but you know, I was like, why isn't Sean Claude Lawson, you know, why, why isn't he playing? And then I remembered, well, I mean, not only does he currently play in Canada, he's actually Canadian. So, um, oh, how about that? So, so I was like, oh, wait, yeah. The and only then, Canadian player playing in Canada <laughs> that is actually not considered a citizen of that Canadian. <laughs> and then, and then when I was watching the stars, I was like, where's their keeper? And then I remembered, well, I mean, he's a, he's an international player. So, uh, he's not, he, you know, so I, I, then I r- realized, okay, yeah, every, everybody else is kind of stuck in that same boat for, for any player that, that, that needs one of those visas. And then we have, I understand that, uh, Cam was injured and maybe I think Richard Dixon is injured, was injured as well. So that's why they did not play. And so we were left with, you know, like Phil and goal and Soren in front of him. And then everybody else was, you know, like, it was like a pickup game. <laughs> well, uh, at one end, I, uh, you know, I looked out there and I was like, you know, maybe Cam's not injured. Maybe he just didn't reach the height requirement <laughs> because we literally fielded a team of giants. Yeah, we are. You know, we we are noticeably bigger. If I'm looking at this, if I'm looking at this right, uh, Agudelo, uh, Mar- uh, Marcano, Hobstetter, uh, Bennett, and the grass all over six feet. Yeah, we were we were noticeably bigger, and you know a lot a lot bigger than Oakland. Um, I think that I think we gave up a little bit in pace and overall speed. I, I the team looks slower to me than than the team we were we played with. You know, in the Members Cup. Although you know, if you've got you're missing Allen, you're missing Allen and Joao, which are you know two burners. So automatically, you know, it's hard to replace that pace. So, but we looked a little slower, and we looked, but we looked a lot bigger. We looked a little better in the air. Although on the rewatch, we were not as dominant in the air as I thought we were um, on the first go around. Uh, we were better, I think, than we than we normally than we had been recently. But anyway, so that's so we came out in a a formation that we don't use a whole lot: the uh, three five two with D'Amico in goal. Reynolds, uh, Soren, and Jerry are the the three 
with uh, Brian Beamant and Raymond Lee as the wingbacks. I think Carr was the deepest of the midfielders, kind of right in front of Soren, with McGrath and Hofstadter as the other two. I believe... Yeah, you know, I you know I believe McGrath was maybe more of the eight, and then Santi and uh, Ryan Marcano up top. So the three five two. I think Oakland came out in a very similar formation, and so so yeah. So any any surprises there? I mean, it's hard to be it's hard to say call it surprise because we just don't know who these people are. Well, there's for, for me the, the only surprises were the, the lack of familiar faces. You know, and signed players, but you know we you know already discussed that why they're not there. Uh, yeah, the the announcer said that Oakland came out in three five two, uh, and that was kind of traditionally what they uh, came out in. You know, notable players for for Oakland, uh, Benji Hoya. For those of you who aren't familiar with him, uh, he was a big U.S. under twenty national team player. Uh, played down at Santos Laguna. Had a couple of stint with Chicago Fire. Just never really did catch on for whatever reason uh, in his uh, younger years, and and I remember him like you know signing a, a professional contract when he was about eighteen. So uh, I'm not sure why he never just, you know kind of made a big splash anywhere. Uh, Matt Fondy, uh, who has been around, also kind of bounced around and kind of made his name in uh, at uh, was it Louisville City, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that. In the championship? Maybe. I'm terrible at remembering uh, that then, kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, so so uh, there, there was a couple of players. And, of course, Jack McInerney, who pointed Chattanooga, and then uh, Nana Atacora, who uh, also has a, a pretty extensive professional career in all that, getting on with uh, Toronto and I think also having in for the USL level teams as well, and uh, San Jose Earthquake. So they had some players with them uh, really – Good experience, come, you know, coming in, some high-level experience. You know, you, you tweeted out that <laughs> the first 15 minutes was really bad. And I, once again, I guess just not having any expectation, I expected it to be extremely disconnected and extremely reactionary as opposed to, like, you know, seeing some sort of like organized system. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll digress to what, to what you, you, know, you saw. Yeah, I... So it was, it felt really, really bad when I watched it. And then on the rewatch, when I actually went and kind of ran some numbers, it was, it was really worse than I thought, you know, just on the basics, uh, you know, we were, I mean, we had 58% passing in our own defensive third. I don't remember. Is that not good? <laughs> I don't, I don't. That's, um, I mean, it's above average. <laughs> no, it's not. It is not good. And we were, you know, and then 64% in the midfield and a, and then we were lighting it up in our attacking third at 25%. So overall our passing for the first kind of quadrant or no, the first part of the game, those first 15 minutes was 54%. Now I understand. I, you know, I guess I just I just chalk that up to once again just kind of being reactionary and clearing a lot of balls uh, to you know no one in particular. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you saw something else. Well, I yeah, I it was just it was just scary. I you know I and maybe you know I should know better. You know I should know I should have had I should have taken some time to think about the transition that the club is going through. Like, you know, we have said, we said on the end of the Members' Cup kind of show that in the Members' Cup, well, maybe not so much in the Members' Cup, but certainly in NPSL and to some degree in the Members' Cup, when we, take, when we took the field, we were, the, we were by far normally the, the more talented, uh, the more athletic, the faster team on the pitch. And when we take this leap up, we that was not you know that we knew, at least I, I forgot I may have forgotten, but we knew that that was not going to be the case. That we would have to shift the way that we play. I was clearly not ready for how big of a shift that really was, and I don't think, and I, I think we saw what we what we were supposed to be doing. I think we saw that in the second half a little bit, you know, maybe better. The first half was was really sketchy. They had in the first 15 minutes they had five shots 
on goal, five shots on goal. Four of them were blocked, and one went. Uh, I think the probably the best chance was the Hines. I think it was Hines who cut in, and it was a really nice ball delivered to him, and he just flubbed the header. I mean, he had a free header at the I don't know around the penalty spot, and he put it about ten yards over the goal. And so there were, you know, they had two pretty good chances in in those five. None of them, it didn't force a, a save. Uh, so in, in that sense, well, D'Amico it, had that point blank save on uh, Jack McInerney in the thirty fourth. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Later, yeah, yeah. Later, that was yeah. But I'm talking right now. Yeah, outside just, that first fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm talking just talking about that that first fifteen minutes when we were really we were really kind of uh, we were a little under under quite a bit of pressure. And because uh, I was trying to look, you know, that that first uh, that first 15 minutes, the ball was in our defensive third, 30 percent of the time. So 84 percent of the time it was it was on either in the mid mid third or our third. And that's not great. You don't want I mean, that's the field was tilted pretty severely that first um, you know, that first 15 minutes. Yeah, but then we seemed to settle down now. Yeah, then everybody recognized. Then that field started to started to tilt and tilt back the other way, actually. The, 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 that second 15 minutes, you know, if, if you think it felt better, well, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I could tell you that our passing went up 20%. So our passing was went up to 74%. We still only had 38% of the ball. Uh, we, but I think that was by design. I don't, I don't think anybody should freak out necessarily about that because when you look at the, where the ball was, you know, the first 15 minutes, I told you 84% of the time it was out, out, it was, it was away from Oakland's goal. Well, that flips to 81% of the time that second, the ball was away from our goal. And so it, the, the field literally kind of tilted. We, we gained a we gained position even though we did not necessarily possess the ball, we were being direct. And then when they, when we were in their feet, when we were in their part of the field, we did not let them out as easily as we did that first part. So, you know, there was a little, there was a little higher pressure, although I don't think we ever really high pressed them, but that, that middle part really kind of, I think settled. I think the team settled down. Um, We played a little bit better the system was working, I think, the way a little bit more the way coach wanted it to work, although I'm not in his head, but I'm guessing. And and so we get out of that first 30 minutes really with, you know, unscathed. Um, we, we get a we get a couple of shots you know of our own. Uh, I don't rem- I don't remember who took the who got the first shot, but we took a couple of a decent shots there in that those in that first 30 minutes. And then right in that right after that 30 minute period, um, right when we were kind of getting our, our feet, we had that, we had a set piece and Oakland completely forgot how to defend. Yeah. A bit of a schoolboy defending there. Uh, car goes to take that corner and it lobs over and it's just like the, you know, the red sea part and, and McGrath is standing there. Uh, there's nobody within three or four yards of him. Now credit to him. You know, we've seen we've seen plenty of people like totally blow open headers, but but he powers it straight in and, and passes the keeper uh, for historic you know CFC first goal and what will ultimately be a trivia question. Point here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the defending the defending was was abysmal, and like he didn't even have to jump. No, he just <laughs> he just he just kind of prepared it. You know, he you could see him like cock his head and then just. Just pass it, in, you know. Just pass it into the net with, you know, but with a yeah. header. I mean, it was he was inside the six yard box. the The closest person may have been the keeper. You know, at, at that point, you know, I, I know a lot of people are going to be quick to say, "Oh, that was against the run of play." I, I just, I didn't feel that way. I think after watching soccer long enough, I've learned the difference between, you know, having possession with a purpose versus just having the ball and having the ball a, a very you know, small amount of time yet doing something with it. And it seemed to me like, you know, like you said, the first 15 minutes was bad. But then CSC, you know, started to get their feet on them and remembered, you know, kind of what they were supposed to be doing and what, you know, Coach Fuller wanted to be doing. So I thought things got um, a little more direct and had a a better sense of purpose that I really thought, you know, 
kind of evened out that first 30 minutes. And, and I didn't think that CSC should, you know, I, I thought they were deservedly ahead in the sense that, you know, they, they had their chance and they finished it. And, you know, and uh, Oakland didn't. So I thought it was deserved. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was really the difference. You know, they had, they had that free header on the, uh, you know, that cut in run from their wing back that he really should have done better with. And, and then you know, we had a set piece and we finished it. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Oakland could feel necessarily hard done by to be behind. I mean, I, I you know, they, they had most of the ball, but you know, like you said, they had it, you know, they had it in their own third. I mean, they had, they, you know, out of the, out of the 70 passes they completed in the first, in that middle 30, in that 15 to 30 minute period, I mean, 40, you know, 64 of them were in their own third or in the middle of the field. So we let them have that. We let them do it. You want to pass the ball around back there, you know, have at it. And I, that was clearly, you know, that, and I think I made the joke, you know what, you know what it felt like, and, and maybe I'm wrong. And, and if, and if I have some, if we have some of our frenemies from the North, they can remind me, but we came out in a three, five, two, we played mainly a mid block for, and then operated direct with counters and set pieces. Does that sound like anybody else? <laughs> Sounds like a team that's burned us before. <laughs> Does that sound like anybody that we play in the member that, you know, maybe not so much in the members cup. They really, but that sounds like, I think I made a joke. Like, what are we 2016 Detroit? I mean, it's, that was how I, that was kind of how I felt we were playing. Um, we don't have, we don't have the speed they have to counter. So I don't think we were playing necessarily that way. Um, to counter, but we were playing direct, and so that so and and to flip the field and keep the ball on their side, and who knows what's going to happen? And we got a set piece and scored off it. So I, I think that was the plan. I, I think uh, I think it, it was really starting to work. They come right back down though, and probably the first warning sign that McInerney was going to be a problem um, was right after, like literally the next minute, he comes down and. Is it a cross into him that he? It is. Uh, Benji Hoyer uh, puts the ball into him. Yeah. And then it forces uh, uh, D'Amico to make pretty much like a, a point blank save. And D'Amico does great with it. He doesn't give up a big rebound or anything. He's able to smother it right there. But, but yeah, that was one of those where they talk about you being most vulnerable right after a goal, and that was that was definitely the moment. Yeah, it was a really good save. Um, it was a really good save, and and they come, and then really it quiets down for the for the rest. Well, I, should, I almost said it quiets down for the rest of the half. We do have one thing to talk about at at the end of the half, but really, I mean, Oakland has another shot right before halftime, but that's really it for you know after after those quick two decent chances where we score and they come down and almost score. It doesn't really – not a whole lot happens. And then right close to halftime, what what did you see? I, you know, I, I watched the, on the replay, I watched like when the referee reacted with the red card. Um, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, McGrath gets into it uh, with uh, Hines yeah. uh, of Oakland. They kind of have a little bit of a, uh, a mix-up, and Hines rips the ball away from McGrath. and. And McGrath, I can, you know what? Um, we we may have ourselves a uh, uh, an Oliver uh, type <laughs> replacement uh, because because if you watch him, he baits times into him. He he gives him the uh, both hands like bring it on, you know. And uh, Hines goes and gets in his face, and right as he goes to get in, in his face, McGrath just kind of like. Stiffens up and lets uh, Hines run into him, and it, it looked—I I believe it was inadvertent head contact. I really do. I don't think that Hines was really trying to. Do you think you watch? Do you think there's right, contact right when it happened? It, if it is, it's so small, so yeah. small. Uh, but I think that's what the referee saw, and I think that's what he went in for because there was hand slapping going on uh, and that he didn't do anything about. There was a little bit of a hot boot he didn't do anything about. Yeah. You know, so there were several other things, but it was that moment when they came together and Hans just dipped his head ever so slightly. And, and I think that's what the ref reacted to. And I think that's unfortunate, uh, you know, just because I, 
I, I don't think it necessarily changed the outcome of the game, but you know, it, it could have. Uh, it, it's interesting how, how CFC responds, you know, to being up a man. Uh, but I, I just think a red card in that situation. I mean, let's just let's just try to calm things down a little bit before we resort to a red. Yeah, I think I think that's a situation where you put where you take the players aside, you talk to both of them, you give a double yellow, and you go on. I, I think he has to be. I think he has to think that he that there's a, a more of a headbutt than there clearly he was. Um, I you know it's it's not you know I took you know I told you like before you watched it, I told you that it's not a it's not a Walsh level silly red like we like we saw at the international match. It's not that bad. But it's a pretty poor decision by the ref. I mean, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Double yellow was the right card. Right call. Let's yeah. move on. From there I mean, it, you know, and, it, and let calmer heads because it wasn't a, it wasn't a contentious game up to that no, point. It no, it wasn't like this. The two teams were going at each other. No. I, I think that the referee just lost the feel of the game in that moment, and unfortunately, it, it resulted in a sending off and. And I can say it kind of like that because I don't think really CFC took advantage of it at all. No, we don't. And we, we didn't take advantage of it all. But I, again, I have to think that part of the, part of it is we're up, you know, we're up a man, we're up a goal. We're away from home. We've got people who haven't played much together in a formation that, well, I mean, who knows if they've played a whole lot of it. Um, we're, we, I think we find ourselves fortunate. I think we said, Hey, we're going to, this is a smash and grab. We're going to get out of here with three points. Let's again. We did not park the bus, but we 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 laid off them. We played the ball deep. If we could get the ball around and play a little bit in their third, then fine. If not, let them have it. Let them kick it around back there, and then you know, and then apply some pressure when they start to get close to our defensive third, and then repeat. You know, rinse, repeat. I mean, it was that. Yeah. It, 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 that's what it felt like. You know, they come down around our defensive third. We get the ball. We boot it down. They play. They play around with it. Bring it up the field. We get it. Boot it back. I mean, that's what it felt like after we scored. Um, and it was working. No, I, I agree. And the fast forward into the second half, they they uh, Oakland brought on that man out of court at halftime. Yeah, uh, which is uh, kind of center back stalwart. Um, and to be, just to summarize the second half, yes, that's exactly what it felt like. We never felt like really that we were up a man, and no. and we we didn't really try to take it to him. And I think that's just because of the inexperience of the team together. And I think now it's not because we didn't have a chance to put the the, the game away. We had chances. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, let's let let's first go through the the we, we get back in the we get back in that half. We're up a man. Nothing really happens for about about ten first ten or fifteen minutes. Like there is nothing, and then he rear you know again the the second time he shows us that he's going to be dangerous. McInerney makes a just a sly little run. Absolutely splits our center defense. Um, you I you know he's. He's in front of uh, Soren. He's behind Reynolds, and he just he gets in. And luckily, Phil sees what's happening very early, and he comes out and makes a really good save. I mean, it was he was he was inside the penalty penalty spot, so he's about ten yards away from goal. And Phil comes off his line very quickly and uh, second really really good save of the match for Phil. And that was again the second warning sign that that there are that he is he is getting some he's getting some some movement he's getting some space in between our center backs. Look, this is a guy that's made his entire career on making. Uh, the selfless runs, making the runs that nobody else wants to, those hard near post runs, those runs in between, uh, you know, the defenders. I mean, the guy's made a career at a, at a high level and, and done a really good job. And and I've told you this, and there's a reason the guy got the nickname the American Chicharito, okay? And, and it's not because he's lazy and doesn't want to put in the work. Uh, it, and he's going to be at you all game. And you know, spoiler alert, like we keep building this up, it's going to come back to bite us in the butt because the guy doesn't stop and he only needs just a little half chance, a touch. The guy, he doesn't, he doesn't make his own chances. Okay. He's not that kind of player. 
that's going to dribble a guy right. and make a move and a shot from OC. That's not what he does. He's, he's your classic, like, kind of goal-getter, like, gets his nose stuck in when nobody else wants it. So, and, and hats off to Phil for making, like, a couple of big saves uh, to, keep, to keep him at, at bay during the rest of the game, you know, like you said, when we were really exposed. Yeah, uh, because it you know it was been singing a different song. And and I thought the center backs outside of those, outside of I think we're going to talk about another case you know a little bit, but outside of a couple of of times, I thought the center backs really played well. Um, they cleared up all of the all but one of the long balls that came in. Uh, they cleared them. Um, I don't remember really any. Any, there was one set piece, I think one corner that was a little sketchy, but I don't think it resulted even in a shot. Uh, you know, I thought I thought we played okay defensively um, for the most part, and you know, I think you know the uh, left back Lee had had some really good moments, def- both defensively and and using his body and using his size to shield and and take the ball away. And also using some skill to get the ball out. I mean, he he megged he who who was it? He megged somebody in in our eighteen. I think he megged Fondy. Yeah, yeah, he megs him. Comes out, then dribbles around at one of their midfielders, goes and then has the speed to play a one-two. And it was just like it was it was a nice piece of um, it was a nice piece of skill. Within forty-five seconds, he he megged the defender in uh, in his own in his own box, makes a run up the sideline. Uh, gives the ball away and then gets a yellow card. It was an <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so out. But again, out, outside of and you know, and on the rewatch and during that first half, I think at the end of the half, I was like, man, I, you know, we you know, Oakland, Oakland probably played a little better than I I remember them playing just on that first watch. And then and I felt a little strange about getting a draw, but I. I got to tell you, the more the second half went on, we had we had six straight shots where they again the field started to really really tilt. Even though we never possessed the ball especially well, you know the after the first half, the first fifteen minutes we had twenty eight percent of the ball. The second fifteen minutes we had twenty seven percent of the ball. The last fifteen minutes we had thirty three percent of the ball. So we never had the ball right, but the ball was never in our zone. I mean, it was, we kept them, we kept them either in the middle of the pitch or on in their defensive third throughout almost the entire second half. The first 15 minutes, it was yeah, only in once, our. And once Caleb Jackson came in, like we just, we started like getting chance, like numerous chances to put the game away. So, I mean, I mean, Caleb had chances in the, in the 77th, then he turned around and had another one in the 78, yeah. and then he had another one in the 90th. Yeah. So, notably the one in the 90th where he's one on one. And then, uh, and also, Lee had a chance in the 85th, too. Yeah. And, I mean, that the, he went near post on the keeper, and the keeper had to carry it away. I mean, it was. Uh, it was a really good effort. I think, yeah, I think that was good defending because right when he got the ball, I thought we've got something here, and the defender was quick enough to cut down the angle and force him out a little bit wider and made that shot. I mean, to finish that would be to be the keeper. Yeah, that was actually that was actually at a core on him. No, oh, was and it? He does. He does well. Yeah. But but at the same time, I thought I thought Lee did a really good job getting himself in the position to get the shot off. Yeah, he did, and, and mm-hmm. he he did it. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a shot. It, it it reminded me a little bit of uh of uh Gabby's shot. It was a little I think the angle was a little tighter, but um Gabby's right. shot against uh was it Asheville? I can't remember. Um somebody out there will correct me, Matt. But um, um, the 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 Caleb Jackson is in the ninth, that's the one that's gonna stick out because he was one on one. I thought he went a little early with the shot. Yeah, I think he you did. Know, um, I thought he rushed it. And you know, another thing too, he did have another player coming up on his left. I thought maybe he could have laid it off to, and that player could have just ran onto it for the easy pass. And, and, but the thing is, you know, historically, when you see these kind of big, you know, these misses, uh, and you're like, well, that's the one where we could have put the, put the game away. Man, how many times have we seen CSC, other teams just turn and get bit in the butt by, by not finishing the team off? Yeah. And, and that's exactly what we got a dose of. I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let you break this down. Yeah, so let's go. Let's talk about it. So, I again, like I said, we had been 
we had been playing direct, pitting them deep, allowing them to play the ball. When they would get close to the midfield, the middle third of the pitch, we would start to close in, and then we'd get the ball back. Again, we were playing up a man, so we had we had we had numbers on them, and then we'd play direct and take it back down. One time that cycle didn't work, and when they played the ball into the midfield, they had a midfielder who was standing right at the I mean, he's inside the center circle. And there wasn't a CFC player within 20, maybe 15, 20 yards of him. And he had plenty of time to pick his head up and see McInerney make a run. And he puts, I mean, he, the ball is about as, he couldn't, he could not have gone down there and placed it any better. It may be a little, a little, a little long, but McInerney makes a run. And I don't really know if Reynolds realizes I'm not really sure what's going on there. He looks like he is running beside McInerney, but he does not realize the ball is coming because he is not looking back. He's not looking at the player. He is just like head down running. And the ball comes over McInerney's right shoulder. He puts his foot up and takes a nice touch, although I think it comes off of Reynolds and, it helps like lay the ball down. The ball drops right at McInerney's feet. He takes one little touch, which takes the ball away from him. I think that Phil thought the ball went far enough where he was going to get to it. And McInerney just lunges and gets a toe to it. And right when Phil's going down, it looks it really looks like Phil's leaning just bending over to pick the ball up. He gets the poke and puts it right through Phil's legs. And I'm not being I'm not being a, a, a smart aleck when I say this, but that is a quintessential Jack McInerney yeah. goal. Yeah. I mean, it just is. I don't know any other way to put it. The guy doesn't score flashy goals. He scores little like toe pokes and tap ins and and things of that nature. And and that's just where the guy's made his career. Yeah, I think you know. I think Reynolds is gonna feel. I think Reynolds is uh, is going to be feel bad for not dealing with the ball, not knowing the ball was in the air, and not dealing with him uh, because he just runs right by McInerney when the ball gets you know drops to his feet. And I think Phil, if he watches, well, right it, on all situations like this, there's plenty of blame to go around. There yeah, was, obviously there was lack of communication between he and Phil. There was a lack of a reaction on his part. There was yeah. nobody like running back to, to cover goal with Phil being so far out. I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around yeah. with this. So I, I don't I don't feel like uh like he should be taking you know, Mill should be taking the bulk of the blame or, or feel, I mean, I know he's gonna feel bad about it, but at the same time, uh that's more of a team thing and a team chemistry and starting to learn one another. Um I feel bad about it, but as we talked about, though, I mean, I thought this game beforehand, I, I predicted, and maybe, and honestly, I think I was maybe even just being optimistic for myself. I, I said, I, I, I think it's going to be 1-1. Like uh, I'll gladly take credit for that now, but I was really being optimistic. Uh, and if you would have told me at the beginning, like, uh, I'll just give you a 1-1 draw up front, would you take it? Uh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Rip your arm off, I would yeah. take it. It only feels the way it does because, you know, kind of like it only feels bad and like a sucker punch because that's exactly what it was. It was at the death. So it's always going to feel like that, you know. And if it, the situation was reversed, if we were the ones that were tying it up in the, I mean, in the in the 93rd, we would feel completely different about it. Of course. Yeah. But I, and I think it's more than just that, you know, when it happened. I think it, it's it's the fact that I really think – that the team executed the plan that they they went out there with. And I think not only did they execute it, they executed it better and better as the game went went on. Now, some things went in their favor. I mean, we were up a man, and so it was a little easier to do that. Um, but you know, I think we were I think we were in complete control of that match until we weren't. And uh, you know, it's 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 cruel, but it was one touch. You know, I, I told you before we start, or like before we started recording, if Phil comes off his line like some psychopath keepers come off his come off their lines and just go in there and don't care about who he's gonna himself or who he's gonna kill, 
I don't think McInerney scores, um, but I, I think I really do think McInerney's touch is just heavy enough that it makes Phil think he can't get to it. No, that that McInerney can't get to it, and McInerney lunges and just gets a little toe on it. And so, I mean, it's um, yeah, because he had played so well. I would probably say he was man of the match, um, and maybe still so, uh, because you know, like like you said, a lot had to go wrong before the ball was at his feet. But uh, I mean, I, I thought he really played well. I thought Soren played well for for a long period of the time, a long period of the Yeah, was it interesting seeing Soren at center back? What did you think about that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, again, I think uh, he is, you know, he and Phil have a relationship. So in terms of organizing, I think that makes some sense. He's, he's got some speed. He's good in the air. You know, I, I think we have seen him out wide much more frequently. And I think if we had, you know, one of our other center backs, if we had, Dunstan or, you know, I, I think maybe he's he's an outside of the three and Dunstan's in the middle, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really I've, I've thought about this a little bit and I kind of like him there because of the exact reason you said he has the recovery speed yeah. to get back on just about anybody. He has the jumping ability that he can clear out anything in the air. So you kind of get the best of both worlds with him. And, and you and I talked about like he's he's kind of morphed over the years from midfielder to, to back, and you know, and now we're seeing him in the, in the, in the center. So it, the guy has like incredible ability just to be able to play a number of positions and have that kind of utility at this level. It's just you can't put a price on it. So, uh, but I actually I like him there. You know, he's not as big as Dunstan, but at the same time, he's he's probably more mobile, has higher end speed, and. and Maybe be slightly better in the air, uh, so I would not mind mm-hmm. if now if you're going to run three in the back. That's one thing, but if we're you know getting into a situation where we're going to run uh, you know uh, two center backs, then then I would not mind seeing uh, Soren in that position. Well, any, anybody else stick out to you? Oh uh, no, I mean obviously the McGrath goal is, is always going to be huge. Uh, I, I did like some of our midfield play. I know you said, you know, you thought we were slower, but at the same time, uh, I thought it's just so hard right now because you know this is not, you know, the roster is not the lineup you're going to be seeing a month from now when, when all the visas get cleared. And so it's really hard to think that we performed as well as we did with players who have been together less than a week. I, I was very pleased. Uh, to go into Oakland and believe for the point, even though it felt like, you know, it felt more like we lost two points than earned a point. Yeah. I, it's just, I, I'm very, it's good to know that we can perform like this um, when we have to. And, and this group of players, if we didn't even have our foreign signings, you know, this group of players, the more they play together, I think the better they're going to get and the more they're going to understand. So, I'm feeling okay about these guys. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. I feel okay. You know, right right when that happened, I was gutted. I mean, I I, I was I was just not happy <clears throat> because I really wanted three points. I really wanted to go out there and 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 get a win on the road. I wanted to start, you know, like like we you know like how we did not start the Members Cup. But in, in one way, we did. Oh, we did start. We did start. We did start like we didn't. Start. We actually got a point. From I know. I know. I was. I was just gonna say, w- the main difference here is I think you know when I look at the numbers and I look at everything, I think a one-one draw is is pretty fair to both teams. Last year, we were not getting results that that we were that that um, I think we were earning. You know, we we our performance was better than the results we were getting. I think we earned the point. You know, I, I think Oakland earned the point, especially with what they did um, going down ten and the way they went down to ten. I mean, I, you know, they have to feel a little hard done by um, because. Oh that, yeah, and it's you know what, and it's not it's it's not not their fault. I mean, well, they they did they did well yeah. going down to ten and persevering. And you know what, it's not it's not Oakland's fault that CSC really didn't try to take advantage of it. Uh, the way, you know, we're used to teams taking advantage of being up a man. You know, the only time I, other time I can think of that, that the 10-man team fought the game was the, the inner uh, 
Nashville match last year when we went down to 10 and it, it looked like we got three extra players on the field <laughs> as soon as Walsh got sent off. I mean, it, it literally looked like we had three more players than, than Inner did. And, uh, I think you know, Oakland's a little better than Inner Nashville. Yeah, well, one hundred percent. I guess my, my point my point is is that you know it's hats off to Oakland. You know they fought back. You know being a man down for uh, over half the game and uh, they persevered and got points. Uh, kudos to uh, the Oakland Roots organization for. Uh, I was really happy with the broadcast. I thought it was uh, it was, thought it was very it was professional, which is one of the few times I've been able to say that about Nisa. It was done very professionally. Uh, the crowd is great. The, the turf, for all jokes aside, the turf looked like it played well. I didn't see the players tripping or complaining about it. So uh, I thought it was a good showing for Oakland, and I hope uh, I hope all those fans come back out uh, to their next game because uh, they definitely they've definitely got something uh, going out there. Yeah, outside of outside of giving up that goal at the death, I don't think I could have asked for a better a better first professional match. I mean, I think you know, drawing Oakland for the opener was, was great, you know, cause they're, they're a like-minded club. They, they're community driven. They had a great crowd. Um, they, you know, they played, they played decent. Uh, everything it was, you know, it's a good venue. Um, you know, I, I think, it, I think it was great. And they, you know, even, even though with all the cameras and, and the professional production, the the feed still cut out twice and so i don't know what's going on there but you know we gotta you know i i on this it's not oakland it wasn't oakland it wasn't their setup i don't know what happened but um you know when you're if you watched it live and you, you could tell on the replay because there's a couple of there's a couple of um cuts in the in the coverage where you skip ahead a minute and you're, you're like you just lose a minute and uh so that's a little annoying because I was really hoping for my Kuju to not be the crap show that it was. Um, and so for the most part, it wasn't, but there's still little signs that, um, that we've got some problems, but all in all a good first weekend. Um, I don't think there were many surprises uh, in the other matches, although maybe some people would be surprised at the two, two stump town um, 1904 match. That seemed to be entertaining. Um, the Stars lost 1-0 to Cal United Strikers, and Detroit went out and to L.A. and took care of the force uh, 2-0. So, did I miss anybody? No, I think you got all, all of them in. So, I think, you know, we talked about it last night. Um, you know, one team may run away with, with the league. I mean, that, that may happen, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be because you know, they're winning games three and four to nothing. I think it's going to be a very competitive league. And um, I think, you know, if, it may be because the team wins a bunch of games, one, zero, and two to one. Uh, so I think it's going to be very competitive. I think we've seen enough to know that uh, to feel very good about the roster that CFC has put together. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be competitive, and it'll all be uh, based on, on basically what um, uh, Peter Fuller can do with it. It's going to be getting the most out of the players you got. And uh, I like what he has to work with. He's got a lot of, uh, uh, I think he's got a very diverse roster in terms of what he can do with it. And uh, and I, I can't wait to see what happens this season unfold. Well, we've got, a, the, the team's got a little bit of time to get some fitness because I think fitness was a little bit of an issue. And, and I mean, we had a short preseason. We've had a lot of rains. So I don't know how much the guys have gotten to train. So I think that was to be expected. Um, so we've got a couple of weeks to get you know, to get a little fitter, uh, to to build some connections. Hopefully, those uh, visa issues could take care of themselves in those two weeks. Give a couple of weeks for some injured folks to get healthy, and then we're back at Finley for the home opener, March fourteenth uh, against the Michigan Stars. And you know, here we go again. The first match at home. You know, it, we I think. I think, I hope that this goes better than our first match at the, of the Members Cup at home against the Michigan Stars. So, no, I guess that excuse me. The ho- first home match was uh, um, was New York, wasn't it? Yeah, the Cosmos. Loss. 
Yeah, the Cosmos. Yeah. But I hope this goes better than the Stars match that we drew 1-1. So um, we'll be at Finley for the home op- the NISA home opener. It's going to be excited. I hope, the, I hope we have a really good crowd. Looking forward to it. Todd, do you have any final thoughts, any, any words of wisdom? Yeah, just take the game for what it's worth. It was the first game in a new league with a bunch of players that's been together less than a week, so uh, don't get too down on anybody. Uh, I think there's lots of lots of reasons to be optimistic about things, given the collective uh, how we played, and as well as just given like the rest of the league and, and the results. So uh, there's a it's, it's a lot of games to play and a lot of time for players to to uh, come together, and and we'll, we'll be patient. Yep. So if any of the players are listening and, you know, God help you, if you are, uh, we're proud of you. We, um, you know, you represented the blue really well. Uh, you look good out there in the white kit. Looking forward to see you guys at Finley. Uh, hope everybody's there March 14th against Michigan stars for the NISA home opener. Todd, if that's it, we're going to be, we're going to be back with the full podcast. Hopefully, hopefully this week, uh, we've got a surprise guest more than one major landmark. I guess was established this past weekend. And we're going to talk to somebody who has a slightly different type of, of kind of major landmark, but we'll be talking to him hopefully this week. Uh, we'll have that for you on the four, two, three soccer pod. I think it's going to be a good conversation. I hope you tune in. So Todd, I think that's it. If we don't, Oh, remember you can see that you could find the podcast at four, two, three soccer pod on Twitter, please. Uh, go on. I believe, Todd, that some other ne'er-do-well jackhole has gone on to Apple Podcasts and given us a one-star review, so I don't know who's doing that. But Man, if you had any idea all the sleep that I lost off our reviews, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, I barely sleep at all. Listen, the 109 guys still have a five, 5.0, and we're sitting down there at 4.5. That I can't abide that. That's fine. I'll go If you would like, I'll go over to their podcast, and I'll give it a one-star for right. those ladies <laughs> sleeping. That's, that's what I'm asking you to do, Tom. I will, I will go, and I will, cook up, I will cook up a fake account and just give them one star <laughs> so you'll feel better. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, please go uh, onto Apple Apple Podcasts and, and give us a, a five star review. You can write whatever you want in the comments. Uh, go and and give us a good review on wherever you get the podcast. Um, again, you could find me on the Twitter at Chattagooner, and you can find me uh, Todd, a great footballer on Twitter. And if you like what I have to say, that's great. Uh, I, I noticed that I do a lot of like typos, which undermines my point on Twitter. I got to work on that. Or better yet, Twitter, how about you just have a freaking edit button like every other platform, you moron. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, We can go now. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, Thanks for listening, as always. And we'll be back with a full pod uh, this week. Go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, Mr. Oliveira, with a cheeky goal. <laughs>